everyone, my name is Rutendo Nyamuda and welcome back to another incredible, audacious episode of In My Twenties. In My Twenties. So first of all, I want to say happy anniversary to the In My Twenties podcast. Yes, we have been around for exactly one year and it has been such a beautiful journey. Just want to let you guys know on social media, we'll be sharing a little bit more about the journey and also sharing some tips and tricks that we've learned along the way. Secondly, it is Women's Day today and we're celebrating Women's Month. So I just want to say happy Women's Celebratory Day and month and year to all the incredible women out there. We see you. So to celebrate Women's Month on the In My Twenties podcast, this month we're going to be featuring four incredible episodes with phenomenal women. So to kickstart our women's series, here is our first guest. Tamkanis Manuel, um, still in my honeymoon phase, married for four years, and I've got a fur baby, Jessie, it's a little dog I picked up on the streets. I am a full-time model, body positivity activist, a part-time radio presenter at a community radio station. And yeah, I believe in upliftment, speaking my truth and putting it out there exactly what needs to be heard that isn't being said. Now on every episode of the In My Twenties podcast, my guests always come through with these beautiful mind moments or gem moments. And this is just one of them. You actually did that? Mm. Like you have cellulite and stitch marks. Why? Like mm-hmm. I, I can't believe we just did that. Were you in a bikini? Or I was in a, a bikini. Okay. I, was, I was much skinnier though. But you know, even then Man. it was seen as, wow, I can't believe she's showing cellulite. The In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections. In the first section, we get to hear a little bit more about Candace's career journey. In the second section, we dive into today's topic, which is all about loving yourself and loving every curve. And finally, rounding up all three sections is a conversation about Candace's 20s journey. So without further delay, on this Women's Day, let's get straight into it. Uh, so Candace, tell me a little bit about your history. Um, where did you grow up? How did you get to where you are? Your background in general. Yeah. So I grew up in Mitchell's Plain. Um, I moved out when I got married four years ago. It was not the easiest of communities to grow up in. You know, it's this gangsterism, drug abuse, all, all the statistics that you kind of need to be thrown into to feel like you were part of the community. I always felt like I was a bit different and I knew that that was not what was meant for me. So straight out of high school, went into corporate life. There was no money for college funds or any sorts of courses and tertiary education. But before matriculating, I was doing beauty pageants from the age of 14 up until 18. So while at school, I thought that that would be my passion. But then when you grow up in a community like Mitchell's Plain, it's like, no, that's not going to pay the bills. You can't be an actress, singer, dancer. Anything in media is not going to pay the bills. You need Mm -hmm. to go out and work. Mm -hmm. What were the typical careers that people were The typical careers were retail, Mm -hmm. um, mainly so based on lack of tertiary education. They would be forced into shopping malls. And I'd done that while I was at high school as well. Um, I was lucky enough to get shoved into corporate life. Um, I applied and, and got accepted with, I was, I matriculated that December, the January I started. So I've been working since the age of 14. Wow. Um, when 
I started the corporate career, I realized that while earning my own salary, I could actually elevate myself by taking on courses. So I furthered my education in HR management and financial administration, and but still knowing that there was something more that I wanted to do, which was my modeling career based on me being in the industry from a teenager, but not being able to pursue it full time. Um, what got me to this point of being very vocal about the industry was at the age of 18, while still attempting to pursue this career, I went through to an agency in town and did a test shoot. I got scouted at the mall and this guy said to me, please come in like you've got the look You've got the, the long legs, the long hair. Please come in. We, we, not, we want to sign you. Mm. Went in, did my test shoot. And when I came back for my images, I remember the photographer was quite happy. And he said he, he needs to put me into the separate room with the agency and the booker mm. because they need to discuss something with me. So I'm thinking, this is it. Yeah, they want to fly <laughs> they, you overseas. Yeah, like, oh, Milan, yeah, I'm I am. Fine. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> 18. I'm not. I'm, I don't need to go into corporate career, you know, I'm going mm. to be this model. Um, went in and I will never forget this woman sat from, she's like, you know, we want to sign you immediately, but we just need you to drop about 10 kilos. What? I was a size eight. You were a size eight and how old were you? 18. 18, a size eight, and you were told to drop 10 kilos. 10 kilos. That's ridiculous. So... As a teenager, you're sitting there and you're thinking, I'm ugly, I'm fat, um, because it's my dream to be in this industry. If that's what they're saying to me, well, then they're right. They're the professionals. Um, tried every kind of diet you can think of. Mm. Um, started gymming, mm. did all the shakes, cutting carbs, cutting meals. You know, it, it became such an illness in a sense of I was not doing anything in any healthy way any longer yeah. because I was so fixed on this industry that I wanted to be a part of when even through all of those diets I was still developing but that was perceived as fat so canceled the idea mm. went along with the whole corporate life did that for yeah. 14 years and so 14 years never never touching never no. even engaging in the beauty a and modeling industry a little bit in a sense of i would be called back to adjudicate pageants um okay I but would, not actively participating not, act, not physically me doing the modeling i would mm. always be like oh this is one of our ex miss whatever mm. um i was then classified as a has been but a veteran in 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 so in so many ways as a sense sure. of um, she did it, um, but not still doing that kind of mm. thing. And this is in my twenties. So it's a prime time when you should actually still be pursuing this career. Wow. Um, yeah. So from there, I don't actually regret going into corporate. I feel like it, it made me much stronger for my business sense that I have mm. now, but I do feel like I would have been a lot further if I actually didn't allow those people's words to tell me yeah. you're too fat for this. I feel like if I knew back then that I could have still done it on my own terms, mm. which I am doing now, mm. I would have been able to actually be a voice much earlier. But I suppose I had to go through what I went through mm. so that I can speak to the younger me's right now. Yeah. I've actually become a keynote speaker now. So mm. I feel like I'm heading in a direction that's been placed out there for me. Um, it does take longer than what we expect, but I, f I can feel that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Wow. I talk too much. Eh? No, no. <laughs> I love it. Right at the beginning of the podcast, you described yourself as a model and body activist. Yes. 
How, what does that mean? And how would you describe that? Okay, so when all else failed in the modeling industry for me, I decided to create my own platform. It surfaced from me posting a picture at the beach with my family and women were commenting like, you actually did that? Mm. Like you have cellulite and stretch marks. Why? Like, mm. I, I can't believe we just did that. Were you in a bikini? Or I was in, in a, a bikini. Okay. I, was, I was much skinnier though, but you know, even then yeah. it was seen as, wow, I can't believe she's showing cellulite. Um, it triggered something in the sense of, I thought, why does that bother you? This is my body. Mm. If I'm okay with it, why are you concerned with it? And then I just started posting more. Mm. The more I posted, the more I realized women were liberated through me saying, I also want to do that because there's actually nothing wrong with it. So as much as people hate social media, I feel like it brought me to where I needed to be. Mm. It was the quickest way for me to reach thousands of people with just me in a swimsuit Mm. because I was not booked as a model. I was not getting campaigns. And if I was booked, it was airbrushed and photoshopped. So I think my donor spoke through to so many women that of all ages that we mm. all have our own insecurities. Yeah. So I then decided to create my, it's not a blog, it's a, it's a movement that I've created called Embrace Your Curves, mm. where I, I just encouraged women, you know, I encouraged women for a woman crush Wednesday to send me a picture of themselves mm-hmm. and a story. I wanted to give everybody a voice Something I didn't have at the age of 18 when I was told, you're too fat for this industry. Mm. Um, and I did not know and did not, it wasn't my aim to become any sort of inspiration. Mm. And I did not know that that would actually be the point that led me to being signed as a full-time plus-size model. Mm. I want to touch on, um, you said one of the things that you do is you also are a public speaker. Yes. And one of the talks you give is from 8 to 18, which Mm. is your journey. Yes. Um, Tell me a little bit about that and tell me about the reception because I think size 8 to size 18, it's Mm. not like I went from a 10 to a 12 or one or two sizes. It's quite drastic. It's quite drastic. With the... The talk that I do with my journey from 8 to 18, it's something that I wanted to show that I'm not just this plus size model now because plus size is the in thing. I've actually been on both sides of it where I've been a regular model and got rejected for my the size of my jeans. So I wanted to make people aware of the fact that it's not easy just because you are now curvy that and because it's training that you will now stand a chance. I've been on both sides of it and it's terrible in its essence. Even though I still enjoy it, I enjoy it because I know that I can make a difference by getting booked and being there and showing people it is possible, Mm. but it's not the easiest while you're going through it. And I wanted to show the rawness of that. So with that last year, I created a booty camp as well. I wanted to drop the whole boot camp thing Mm. and have it for curved women or women of all shapes and sizes to join in and actually Prove to themselves that you Mm -hmm. don't need to be a couch potato. Mm. Um, You don't need to, you don't need to lose weight if you want to be fit and healthy. So with this booty camp that we did, we would take the women out to the beach and like Mm -hmm. run on the beach to um, sand dunes and things like that. We'd do Zumba. Mm -hmm. We would do um, toning classes as well, but it was all focused on the woman that don't want to focus on losing weight, but she still wants to be able to run around with her child at the park. She still wants to be able to take the stairs. Mm. Um, And it became a huge trend in the sense of 
people were embracing that, oh, we can actually still keep fit and healthy and still love ourselves. Mm. I got lots of backlash. People were saying, oh, you're telling us to embrace our curves. Now you're telling us to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Now we said, but health has no size. Mm. If you want to be healthy, it doesn't matter if you're a size six or a size 16. You, It's for your own health benefit yes. to do this. Yeah. I hate the fact that a lot of people think that plus size means unhealthy, couch potato, yeah. couch potato eat what I want. Um, because there's so much negativity to that. They're just exactly. because you're plus size, plus size, just because you are more voluptuous yeah. or curvier or um, you wear a bigger pant size and that's yeah. fine or dress size, it doesn't mean that all you do is sit around and eat. Exactly. Something that triggered me as well was um, I was watching the series of Bonang on yes. Showmax and when this whole book drama hit <laughs> where her, her book was incorrect english and mm. all these things um they actually on this one episode they actually show a publisher and editor and the the editor is is a, a voluptuous woman and she was in tears and she was saying that when when this whole incident hit the types of hate mail she received was oh you were sitting and eating a pork chop instead of editing the book had that been a skinnier woman would they have treated her with the same type no. of derogatory? Because no. yes, yes, the book was a mess, but that's what they should have been focusing on. The minute they saw what the editor looked like, their focus became, oh, she was mm. eating instead of editing the book. Why did size play an impact on the failure of the book? It had mm. nothing to do with the shape of it. It was, it was a problem that they had yeah. to deal with. Yeah. And speaking of things that are not okay, you've spoken um, at length about receiving a lot of backlash. Mm. Oh, social media oh. is not the greatest thing in the world. What mm -hmm. do you do? How do you receive negative comments? Because you are beautiful and you are stunning. You. And <laughs> like, I just like, <laughs> and you are so vocal about body positivity and body activism. What happens when you're trying to do such a positive thing and spread awareness and inspire people and you get that piece of hate it's not even hate mail mm -mm. hate mail is you're the only one who sees it exactly when it's on your social media when people are posting tweeting hashtagging everyone can see it exactly what does that do to you and your self-esteem um in the beginning it was quite hard when when i i guess when i didn't know the voice that i had so when i started getting these types of um hate speech on on social media mm. It was quite hard for me to deal with because I sat back thinking, but I'm just being me. Like, why are you targeting me? I'm much stronger now in the sense of I know I'm a public figure. I know that I can handle this. But leading up to this has not been the easiest. There was an incident that I'll never forget. It was two years ago. My husband had to be in Spain for work. So I was waiting on my visa. So he had been there for three weeks already because there was a whole delay with my visa and my passport and everything. So... During that three weeks, I became so helpless and all these things were going out on social media. And I remember phoning him when I got home one night and I said to him, you know what? I just can't do this any longer. And he was prepared to just cancel the trip and come back home mm. and said to me, you know what? Don't worry about your visa. I'll come back. And I said to him, no, I think I actually need to come down. Went to him and I told him what had happened because in that three weeks when he wasn't there, things were going viral on social media. Mm. People were posting things on um, the Cape ads saying, mm -hmm. this fat bitch plasts her ass on social media for attention. And then it triggered. And then I thought, 
okay, it's just one person saying that. And then they were sharing it. They were like, sure. yeah, she stands for women in power, but all she's doing is throwing her ass on social media, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And then I sat and I actually thought about it. And I thought, is this how people perceive me? And then I thought, you know what? I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for myself. Mm. I'm never naked in any of my pictures. Um, I've done lingerie and swimsuit shoots. But if I was Kerry McGregor or Candace Boucher in the exact same outfit, would you have also said that she's plastered in her ass on Facebook? Or is it just because that mouse was bigger? Mm. <laughs> so, it, Or if they were even naked and then it suddenly becomes art. It's exactly. the art. It's body art. Um, so from there, I, I decided, you know, I can't do this any longer. Yeah. And... Somehow my husband convinced me, you know what to all with what all these people are saying. If you actually pretend that you didn't see it, you don't retaliate and you go on doing what you're doing. They will feel so little of themselves because they've seen it's not affecting you. Mm. Something that's easy that's said, better said than done, but it's worked. So every time, and they don't know this, but every time I get some sort of, of trolls or comments I take that and I go out and I do another shoot or mm. I try and better myself. So it fuels you. It, it really fuels me. So I yeah. always say like they don't realize that they are my PR. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> but they are my motiva- motivators. Yeah. Motivators. They're my motivators. <laughs> yeah. I get so much motivation because this is exactly why I do what I do. Mm. For people who has their own opinion, when you are just trying to impress yourself because everybody shouting body positivity, but when you become confident then it's like, yeah. oh, can you please tone it down? Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be so extra. It this makes me so emotional because of my own personal weight yeah. journey. Um, which actually started in high school. So I was quite active throughout primary school and high school. I was uh, you know, also still quite active and then I had knee injury and I think I went into like a mini depression because mm. I was just like, Oh my word, I'm so sad, I can't play sports, sport was my whole life. Yeah. I picked up weight. Um, went to varsity, first year spread, great, more weight. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be seen. Mm. So even the clothes that I started wearing was like, what is the largest sweater I can yeah. wear? What oversized jeans can I wear? Yeah. I'll repeat the same clothes because I just don't want people to see me. Varsity yeah. came and went. Oh, and then the, you know, the rise of the plus size model was around yeah. me and that was beautiful. Then I went to the US for a little bit, gained an incredible amount of weight came back to South Africa a size, I think at my biggest, a size 22. Yeah. And now I'm in the work world and I was still had all of the literal weight, emotional weight, physical weight on me. And I was just like, sure. I, something, something's got to give. Yeah. And what part of a huge, um, part of my journey was not just me saying like, I want to change. I want to get healthier. I want to get fitter. Mm. I want to lose some of this weight because it is um, hindering a lot of yeah. what I'm doing. It's hindering my work. It's hindering me being able to walk up the stairs mm. and not sweat. I mean, I sweat naturally exactly. a lot, but now it's like the sweat is because I'm, you know, I need to oh, lose this weight. Yeah. But the most beautiful thing for me was seeing women like yourself putting those pictures up, putting up the articles, mm. reading. Um, I had a whole Instagram Instagram. I had a whole Pinterest board mm. that was like plus size models. Yeah. And it was how they wore their clothes that s- made me feel like if they can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. Oh, cool. This is the kind of skirt I should wear for my exactly. body type. And it wasn't a thing if I needed to lose the weight before I started dressing 
in a positive way for myself yeah. and wearing makeup, it was, I'm going to do it as I am now. I yeah. will get healthier and lose a little bit of weight, but start where you are. Start with Embrace what you have. who you are. Right now. Yeah. That's what's super important. And you know, I always try to emphasize that it's okay if you want to lose weight. It's, mm. it's okay to feel like I'm a bit on the overweight side now. I mean, I, I feel like that currently I've joined with a personal trainer now and I know I'm an, I'll be too scared to post it on social media at the gym, whatever, because then the people look at me and say, oh, but you, you been a hypocrite right now. It should be okay that you need to be comfortable with who you are. We, we are not promoting obesity. We are not promoting that plus size is better. We're trying to promote that you need to be comfortable with the person that you are mm. so that you're not looking at the person that you are and basing it on what other people are saying. You need to take it as a sense of how you feel about yourself. Mm. If you can accept the fact that you are a size 22 and you're okay with that, then that's on you. But it shouldn't be that someone else comes to you and say 22 isn't okay. Mm. Um, you have become such a incredible inspiration for women in South Africa um, for okay. people watching you. And I think that's the thing is like, yes, there are the haters, but there is that little girl yeah. in high school, in varsity, who is like, she watches you, she sees the stories and she's like, I'm a word, there is hope there. I yeah. can be okay with who I am and how exactly. I feel because there are the activists who are standing up for me. I want to know who inspires you and who do you look up to that gives you that inspiration and motivation? So thank you for that question, because as much as I love Ashley Graham, um, she gave me the confidence to do what I do. But my real mo role model is RuPaul. Mm. <laughs> I look at RuPaul and I always say that I want to be that mama. Mm -hmm. I want to be the one that took what everybody else said was not okay in society and actually elevated and continued regardless. He's been doing this for years and he's so iconic in a sense of people look up to him and know that he's done it. He's, he's, you know, he's proud and he's a drag queen and it's okay. If I can reach the level where future generations will look back and say, she made it okay to mm. be me, then I would have accomplished everything. Uh, so, Candice, reflecting on your 20s journey, how would you summarize your 20s? My 20s were definitely lots of self-discovery, self-acceptance, and getting to a point of realizing that I still have so much to give. It got to a point where, you know, when you're in your 20s, approaching 30, you start thinking, oh my gosh, I'm getting old, like I should have achieved so much more now. In your 20s, you, you're actually still learning so much. So I'm grateful that at the age of 28, I got married. Um, not saying that's not, not right to get married at 21, but I felt like when I was 28, I was a little bit more um, mature in making my decisions. Um, it's gotten me to a point where I appreciate and I don't regret any part of my 20s. And I think that's so important right now. We, we've... From the old, the old school ways, you know, we've, as women, we grow up saying, when you're 18, um, you go and work. And when you get married, you stay at home, you have babies. And I live now with, with a partner where he lets me do what I want to do and he does what he wants to do. And together we, we form our home. We, we both contribute financially. And I feel like that's the way forward for any woman in their 20s to not settle. Earn your own money, mm -hmm. further your education. With it means that you have to first sacrifice a few things before you can do so. I had to only study when I was able to do so while working. So 
as much as I feel like I could have accomplished more if I had the money when I did, or if I did do pursue modeling earlier, I would have been a lot further. Mm. I feel like it had to happen the way it should because the twenties really became the pinnacle point in my life where it strengthened the woman that I am today. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like yes, thirty is also the new twenties. But I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm I'm so okay with myself and I'm so happy with where I am that yeah. going forward, I'll be okay. I'm not stressing about the things that I did in my 20s and that's what the 20s are there for. Mm. Did you ever experience the quarter life crisis? To be honest, I can't really say that I did. Mm. I think the only time I really stressed about my when I was 25 was not been married yet mm. because family would say like, Oh, you guys are dating five years already. So I think that would be the only stress. And then it got me to a point where I needed to tell everybody, I want to have the best wedding that I want to have. Mm. Sean and I are saving money to have this. So I think when, when the crisis did hit me where I should have been married, I should have had my own place by mm. now. I realized that so many of our 25-year-olds are feeling that way and putting themselves in debt to actually do what society expected them to do. Sean and I waited until we were we saved up enough money to have a beautiful wedding. Mm. We saved up enough to go on honeymoon overseas. Mm. And the the day we walked away from our wedding ceremony, mm. um, okay, after the honeymoon, we walked straight into our own house. Wow. So I'm I'm grateful that when that midlife uh, quarter life crisis happened that I paused on it and told myself think clearly and actually think about the 30 year old you Mm. you'll be much grateful at the 30 year old you that you actually did it this way instead of going with what your family had forced you into what advice would you give to someone in their 20s who's struggling with body positivity so for me um I don't shy away from grooming or the finer things. I have my lashes done, I have my nails done, and that's okay. You should just embrace who you are and not let it define who you are because I do feel, you know, we live in a life where social media is determining our confidence, how much likes you get, how much followers you have. We all created in the perfect image of God. So every difference is actually what makes you who you are. I don't feel that you shouldn't be confident in going for lashes, going for nails, going for makeup. It's okay. It does not mean that you hate yourself if you are enjoying those finer things like beauty tricks and things. The problem does come in though when you actually let society define who you are because you can't live your life based on what someone else thinks of you. Mm -hmm. You have one life to live. I would be damned if I lived that based on what someone else thought of me. And I just want everybody to accept who they are and embrace who they are because, believe it or not, you are unique and nobody else looks like you. And that's what makes you so special. Thank you so much, Candice, for coming onto this episode of the In My Twenties podcast and sharing your journey with us and being so honest and raw about what you've experienced and what you've been through. I know that this is one of those podcast episodes that regardless of one's background, you can listen to and gain something about body positivity, body activism, and just self love. So thank you so much for coming on the show. As you are listening, please don't forget to like the episode, subscribe to the podcast, and share the episode with your friends and family. And once again, wishing all the incredible women a happy Women's Day and Women's Month. We will catch you same time, same place, right here on In My Twenties. In My Twenties. 
in my twenties. How old are you? I am an every woman. It's all in my twenties. Anything you want on, baby. Do it naturally. Oh, twenties. Oh, twenties. Oh, one year of my twenties. Oh, mm, oh, oh, one year of singing. 